Hey, Junior. Parshas Vayetze. Energy and laziness. Kinderlach Tati said, walking into the house, We have an urgent mitzvah and I need your help. The Greenbaum children looked up surprised. Is everything okay? Basia asked. Everything is wonderful, Tati said. I just met a poor couple who got married this week. They are Bale Tshuva, who are new to the neighborhood and they don't know anyone. So we are going to make them Sheva Brachas tonight. It's a huge mitzvah and opportunity for us. The children looked at Tati without much enthusiasm. Sheva Brachas, Shimi said. Does that mean hours of boring speeches? Couldn't we take the new couple go-karting instead? Or we could take them on a trip to the Air and Space Museum and show them all of the Niflais Haboide in the science behind how planes and rockets work, suggested Yitzi. I'd love to help, Basia said, but Maki invited me to come over and brainstorm for her new Zerizus project. Maybe another time. Wait, wait, hold on, Tati said. This is a huge mitzvah. Anshel Holzbacher himself has offered to hire a caterer for the event so he can get a chilek in the mitzvah, even though he is away on a business trip. I need you three to help with a few things. Basia, I need you to dust the shelves and clean the windows. Shimi and Yitzi, I want you to straighten up the dining room, sweep the floors, and take out the garbage. The Greenbaum children looked disappointed at the boring chores Tati assigned to them. But still... They listened to Tati and did their part to get the house ready for the Sheva Brachas. A few short hours later, the Greenbaum house had been completely transformed. Tables were set with beautiful tablecloths, and the caterer served delicious mouth-watering food. The Chassan and Kala arrived, looking overjoyed at how many people had come together to celebrate with them. And to top it all off, right before dessert, the Horky Rebbe himself walked in to deliver Divrei Bracha to the young couple. This was so special, Basia said to her brothers as they cleaned off the tables. Well, at least the food was good, Yitzi said, but we had to do so much hard work. Not to mention listening to the speeches, added Shimmy. Shimmy, Yitzi, Tati said, walking into the room. Yes, Tati, both boys answered. It looks like the Horky Rebbe left his watch here, Tati said, holding up a shiny gold pocket watch. Would you be able to please return it over to his house? Shimmy and Yitzi's eyes widened with excitement, an opportunity to visit the Horky Rebbe. Quickly, Shimmy took the watch, placed it carefully in his pocket, and hurried off to the Rebbe's house. At least this will be interesting, Yitzi said. I heard the Rebbe has 40 gabayim in his house to take care of everything he needs. Oi, I wish I could be a Rebbe one day, Shimmy said. Imagine never having to do any work yourself. But as the boys approached the house of the Horky Rebbe, they were shocked to see none other than the Rebbe himself coming down the stairs carrying two heavy garbage bags. Hello, Yingalach, the Rebbe said. To what do I owe the pleasure? Uh... Uh, we have the Rebbe's watch, Shimmy said, holding out the pocket watch at a loss for words, as the Rebbe himself opened the garbage can and dropped the bags inside. Thank you so much, the Rebbe replied, pocketing his watch. Uh, can we ask the Rebbe a question, said Yitzi? Of course, replied the Rebbe, his face shining. Why is the Rebbe taking out the garbage himself? I heard that the Rebbe has 40 gaboyim. Couldn't one of them take out the garbage so the Rebbe could stay inside? This is part of my avoidah, the Rebbe answered, closing the lid on the garbage can. I don't understand, said Shimi. Think about this week's Parsha, the Rebbe explained. Yankov Avinu arrives in Choron and sees Rochel 
his future wife, and the mother of Klal Yisroel, arriving at the well to draw the water. She didn't just stay at home and let one of her father's servants get the water. She could have done that. But instead, she wanted to do it on her own. Had she stayed home, Yaakov would never have seen her, and she would have never been Zoyche to become the mother of Klal Yisroel. It's only because Rachel didn't want to be lazy that she became great. She understood that greatness comes from people who do things themselves. That is what made her so great and gave her the zuchus to marry Yaakov Avinu. Have a wonderful Shabbos! Take away! Laziness is a bad bida. If we want to become great, we have to work on becoming an energetic servant of Hashem. Let's review. What excuse did Basya give for not wanting to help for the Sheva Brachas? How did the Zirizas of Rachel Imenu make her great?